BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. But the LLC is saying that they haven't seen a single penny from Tory and is now claiming that he owes a total of, Jesus, $1,237,456.06 plus interest. What's up, what's good? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and this is the place where we keep you up to date with what's happening and keep you in the loop on everything that's going down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. It's Tuesday, and there's been a little bit of back and forth between the baby and Lil Dirk affiliate OTF Mimo. Now, you know, the baby and young boy never broke again, put out a project together. Some people didn't like the fact that they put it out on the same day as the King Von project drop. So we'll get into all of that. Then we have Kanye West who is responding to the backlash about his easy video and then some bad news I guess for Tory Lanez who has been sued for foreclosure on his Miami condo. And lastly Nicki Minaj is kind of sort of hinting that Drake might be executive producing her last album. So clearly a lot to get to today. But first please make sure you follow the podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us. We appreciate it. Now let's jump into everything. All right, so let's start off with the baby and this back and forth between OTF Mimo. So the baby and young boy never broke in, put out a project. As you know, NBA young boy has beef with Lil Durk, King Von, the whole OTF situation for some reason. And I think it's behind Quando Rondo, who is the one whose friend shot King Von. A lot. It's a lot of drama. Anyway, because of that fact, People seem to be upset that Youngboy Never Broke Again and the Baby dropped their project on the same day that King Von's posthumous project dropped. Right. And then the other big thing with that is when the like final, well, the first week sales came out on Monday, it showed that King Von's album moved 60 to 65,000 units. And then the collab album only did about 25 to 30,000 units. So, of course, you had your uh, people who were like, oh, well, King Von did better than Youngboy NBA and The Baby. And one of the people from OTF, the memo guy, he tweeted, can't blame The Baby. He thought that man was going to save his career. Talking about, you know, The Baby teaming up with uh, NBA Youngboy for this album album didn't do so good according to the numbers and then he kind of like bragging boasts about that and so then the baby had to jump back because you know he wasn't gonna let that slide 
he wrote a whole long Instagram caption towards Memo. Yeah, the baby said, y'all towel boy ass dudes funny as hell. Y'all on the internet playing, trying to run your stripes up while y'all big dog in my DM waving the white flag. Y'all dudes must not be on the same page over there at OTF, but check this out. It ain't a gang, city, or a neighborhood in the world scary enough to make baby pick and choose who to get money with. I ain't one of them. And then he continues to go on and go, and go on and on and on. But the thing is, I don't see a point to any of this. Right. For OTF, Mimo, or anybody that loves Lil Dirk, King Von, or any of those guys, the baby, are the baby and King Von and Lil Dirk, like, were they friends? Like, what, how, how does the baby have anything to do with this? I'm confused on that aspect. Like, was the baby friends with King Von and Lil Dirk? I don't think so. I think I need, he's paid his respect, like, just, like, showing love when they were, well, when King Von was here, but... They ain't like grow up together. They're not from wherever. So did the baby diss <laughs> King Von on this project? I don't think so. So what? What? why is he involved in this in any manner? That's the part I'm confused about. If they weren't friends, he didn't diss them on the project. What do you want? What, like, did you want him to just not deal with young boy off the strength of King Von? Did you want him to not release the album that was already recorded on a certain day because of a King Von release? Which again, if you don't have a problem with the person, why would you do that? Like, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. I think people are upset behind the King, the death of King Von, rightfully so. But I think the anger is misdirected. Now, if they were directing the anger at NBA Youngboy, then I could completely understand that. NBA Youngboy has said several things about them across various different songs. He's made it known that he sides with Quando Rondo, like all of that. So that back and forth makes more sense to me than going back and forth with the baby, who is just um, somebody that worked with somebody on a project. And then you put it out and now y'all mad. Again, I could see if he was King Von's homie or his friend or they were running around together. We see them together all the time. Different story. But if yeah. he's just working on working on a song with somebody and didn't have nothing to do with whatever situation y'all got going on, then how does that make sense? Again, if King Von is his homie and he's on the songs with uh, Young Boy dissing his homie, that would be another story. It doesn't, I don't know. This didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it definitely doesn't make any sense. And now I'm wondering, like, when was it such a big deal of, like, release dates only belong to uh, a certain somebody on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because in Lil Dirk, he had kind of put, you know, I dare somebody to drop on my release date. So, like, why was release date so, such a touchy subject? Like, why can't y'all just drop and it be okay? Like, why does somebody have to be like, oh, this is my release date. Don't nobody drop on my day, you know? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know when that, when that was or when that started happening. I also like found it funny that Lil Dirk put uh, somebody drop on my release date because he was supposed to drop on the same release date as Kanye and didn't drop that day. So what happened? Um, exactly. I, I think it's what the baby said in the Breakfast Club interview that just dropped a few days ago, I believe. If you haven't watched that, I encourage you to watch it because it really kind of sheds light on the baby's personality and he doesn't really seem to be looking for these problems like these problems really seem to find him like most of them are not self-inflicted like the rolling loud situation yes he said those comments unprovoked but a lot of these things that happen with other people involved the people that are involved start with him I feel mm-hmm. like. And he said something. He was like, uh, Envy or Charlamagne asked him, what What do you say to people that say the baby attracts drama? 
And he said, I do attract drama, but that's not my fault. That's drama's fault. Like, and I felt like that was facts because what do you even say to this or do to this? Like, you mind your business. You make an album with somebody you got good chemistry with, with no uh, regards for the other relationships that they got going on because you were, you focused on the relationship y'all got going on. And then people that are friends with somebody that they were beefing with has a problem with you now. And you wasn't even friends with that person. I don't know. It's just weird. I feel like in that situation, he did attract drama that he wasn't particularly looking for. Yeah, I agree. The baby said a lot in that interview, but that's one that kind of stood out where it's like everybody does try to just get on him. It's really like the I be minding my business, but other people be trying me type of situation. That's how I feel with the baby. Speaking of him minding his business, though, it looks like um, some of these charges against him are getting dropped, right? Yeah, so um, if you remember a couple months ago when the baby was in L.A., people were saying that he was on Beverly Hills and attempted robbery or attempted something with a gun happened at Beverly Hills. And uh, the baby was saying, you know, back then that that wasn't his gun or he wasn't involved in that type of thing. So from that incident, it looks like uh, the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office have decided not to pursue charges on the baby and rejected the gun case due to a lack of evidence. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, This was when they arrested him inside the Gucci store. They said they allegedly noticed a gun on the baby's waistband. He was then arrested after, you know, going on a little shopping spree in Beverly Hills. But now it turns out those charges are being dropped. But they do say that um, he still is being sued by Danny Lay's brother for the whole bowling alley, him beating up Danny Lay's brother incident, which he also touched on on The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I think he said um, when Envy was asking him questions, you know, the baby was kind of like, you know, not making sure he doesn't contradict himself or put himself in any more trouble further with that because, I mean, there there is very graphic video going out, but you don't know who exactly hit who at some points and things like that. So the baby was kind of playing it cool um, when the Breakfast Club were asking him questions about the ball and eye situation. I think the main one was like, Envy said he got it, that the baby got into an altercation. That's when he was like, an altercation got into me, so... Yeah, and he said he felt threatened by Danny Lay's brother who had making who had been making threats against him on the internet for months at that point. And then he said when when he seen him he felt threatened too. So he was defending himself. That was what he said. I mean, you can't deny the fact that Brandon was sending threats via the internet for months before that situation. Now we don't know who swung on who first, who approached who first, but that is what the baby said. That's his side of the story. So, yeah, a lot going on with the baby. He touched on a lot in that interview. That's why I said, like, if you haven't watched it, you really should. It gives you an idea of, like, what the baby is currently on. He even responded to um, the Rolling Loud backlash as well. Talked about how much he loves gay people, has gay people in his family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, really, it's a great interview to check out. Next up, this is kind of another thing he touched on in the interview, uh, or another person he touched on in the interview, rather, Tory Lanez. Well, they asked him about it briefly, the whole Tory Lanez, Meg Thee Stallion thing. He said he loves Meg Thee Stallion and didn't really go too deep into it with Tory, but it looked like Tory got his own stuff going on right now because he is being sued for foreclosure on his Miami condo and has been accused of defaulting on payments. So while you're online harassing Megan Thee Stallion whole time, your condo game foreclosed on Tory. We see you. We see what you got going on. 
Yeah, uh, he was handed legal papers from a company called BH. He was handed legal papers from a company called BH4908 LLC over the weekend. And that's a company that he took a loan out for to get this penthouse that he originally bought for $1.8 million. And then the loan with BH was for $1.26 million. And then Tori initially agreed to pay about $11,000 every month for the penthouse and agreed to make another deposit in December 2021. But the LLC is saying that they haven't seen a single penny from Tory and is now claiming that he owes a total of Jesus $1,237,456.06 plus interest. Woo. Mm. I guess them lawyer fees is expensive. Mm. <laughs> I know the, I know them lawyers ain't cheap, baby. That's probably where that money went. He didn't anticipate having to pay all them legal fees. That's probably what it is. Yeah. I don't know, it's looking rough out here for him. What can you yeah, what can you do? What can you do? I don't know if they're going to see that money for a, for a minute, for a hot minute. So um, might, he might have to say goodbye to his condo. Yeah, just might have to because you owe now a million dollars on a condo you planned on, I guess, renting. It, renting? There's no way. <laughs> he should have been throwing that bad boy on Airbnb instead of <laughs> instead of doing quarantine radio live from the, from the condo. Should have been throwing right. that bad boy on Airbnb, renting it out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this. We'll see if he can put the cash together and keep it or um, if it's going to wind up getting taken from him. All right, lastly, let's talk about some good news. Nicki Minaj insinuated that Drake might be executive producing her next album, which I think will be fire. Yeah, I think it would be a dope look, too. Um, Nicki Minaj held, like, a Twitter Q&A session on Saturday, and a fan had asked her if Drake will be featured on her upcoming project. And then Nicki was the one who took it a step further and said, we actually discussed him EPing this new album, and that was before Seeing Green even came out. So, you know, there was... Uh, I think Drake was over at her house a couple of times when she went on IG live or she would always mention that Drake had came over and things like that. So if he was over that much, like she was saying, I mean, I guess could be some talks of him being EP in the whole album. That would be great. That would be great. I, I think Nikki needs a fresh sound or a fresh version of her sound that she already has. I think she dipped into that a little bit with this song with Lil Baby. Do we have a problem? We've seen um, Nikki have a more modern sound. I think she can take that even a step, a few steps further if Drake gets on and executive produces her album. I think Drake will put her with some different producers other than the ones she works with. I think if Nikki was to get with 40, that would be amazing. Yeah, I I think Drake could bring a lot to executive producing a Nicki Minaj project. And um, even how she said her seeing green verse was just so, so long. And she was sending edits back and forth with Drake with both of their verses. Like just even that working relationship they have in that way just makes me feel like them working together on a Nicki Minaj project would be seamless. So I could definitely see this happening. I would love for this to happen. It would also be good on Drake's side just to get him into some other things because Drake really right now is like he's rapping. He's about business, these different OVO brands and the different um, brands he has with Nike, the Nocta shoes and the candles and the gambling partnership. So he's rapping, he's business and he's like charity. Like that's kind of all we're all we get from Drake on a consistent basis, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But if Drake starts to get into some other bags, like the executive producer bag or, you know, bringing up another young rapper or just some other things besides those three things that we know him for and see him for all the time, I think he could work wonders for Drake's career. 
not that Drake's career needs any extra boosting, but I think it'll just help add another layer to his legacy. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, Nicki Minaj will be the perfect person to do that for, you know, the whole young money, cash money, this nostalgia and background and things like that. I think it'd be a dope look. It really would. That's a fire note to end on today. I hope that really happens for real. I hope Nicki wasn't just chatting. I hope they really are talking about that. That's amazing. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. We are Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is also Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can also follow us. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. All right, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.